What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another podcast. This is your boy, Jay to the R, and you are listening to Making Music with Jay to the R. So let's get right into today's subject. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the different software out there that you can use to make music with. In particular, the various DAW programs that you can use. There, there are tons out there. There are tons of low-cost versions of these particular software. So you don't have to spend a whole bunch of money trying to record music. You can record music on a budget. And I am a living example of that. Because there is not too much money that I am willing to spend on recording software especially when there's a lot of stuff out there that you can um, never use all of the features that it has and most of the software that is out there today is probably a little bit beyond our skill level anyway so why go for the $399 package or whatever it is when you can get the 99 package or you can get the free version of whatever software so let's take a look at a few and we are going to start number one with pro tools first you got to start with pro tools first why because this is pretty much the industry standard you know what i mean every major recording studio every mom and pop recording studio every recording studio in the hood is going to be using Pro Tools, a version of Pro Tools, probably not Pro Tools first, but if you want to get your foot wet, Pro Tools first. Why do I think Pro Tools first is good? Well, number one, there's not much difference between the Pro version and its free version as far as the features that it has. So, the only limitation is, I believe, with Pro Tools first, you have only 16 tracks. And a certain amount of bus, certain amount of um, plugins, but their plugins are some of the best. So you'll get the reverb, compression, EQ, uh, delay, and really those are pretty much all the ones we only use anyway. And then you also get the VST, I think it's called Expander, Expandix, or whatever it is. You got tons of instruments in that VST. You don't have any drum samplers, but that's okay. You can build your drum loops anyway without a drum sampler or without the ease that Cubase brings to the table. And like I said, again, you are learning the industry standard. So you don't really want to sleep on that software. Now, what I like about Pro Tools in general is the fact that the GUI it's so straightforward it's not cluttered it's simple it's old school and i like old school you know what i'm saying the way that it works is so simplified i see why it's one of the most the well the most popular recording software it is because it's so simple to use and it's so i mean you can just do things effortlessly in it yeah I, I can't even explain it's just the way that it looks the way it works the way it operates Whereas some of the other software, they try to kill you with features and it's cluttered. To me, I think the Personas um, Studio One Prime 4 or whatever it is called, something of that nature. I think that one is kind of cluttered. It's a good software, but it's cluttered. Cubase, 
that's my go-to software and it always will be but the interface is not quite as well as pro tools or pro tools first which is the free version now pro tools first there's a, a lot of downside to it number one you can only save three songs unless you buy a subscription then you can um, save more than that but it depends on the, the subscription that you have so in other words with Pro Tools first the good part about it is you can collaborate online everything is stored in the cloud the bad part about it is with Pro Tools first you can only store three songs so once you get that three song max you're going to have to either stem it down to where you just got a whole bunch of stems or you're going to have to mix it down because you can only have three songs what I tend to do is delete a song and then add another one and then sometimes I just start all over from, from scratch but again the good part about it is it is in the cloud so that means you can collaborate very easily and that is always good now as I said earlier my go-to software is Cubase Elements 10.5. Now I started way back with Cubase back in the day with Cubase LE and I fell in love with it because it was a great software. The interface was kind of the GUI was kind of sketchy but it had all of the features I need. I think it, the old one had like 48 tracks audio tracks was which was unheard of. Uh, you had all of the plugins that you would typically need compression, gate, limiter, delay, reverb. You had them all. You had group tracks, you had mini tracks, and you could load VST instruments up in it. So, and in that software, it also usually came with um, your audio interface. So, if you got a M Audio, I think it was M Audio, I don't remember. Cause back, okay, M Audio now is a part of Avid, but back in the day, it used to be its own its own entity, and it came with the beginner version of of the Cubase stuff. But anyway, I digress. So moving on ahead, you got Cubase Elements ten point five. Um, man, I don't know what to say about that. You can do it. You can do pretty much anything that you want to do in that particular software but no that's not even a but and the good thing about it you do got to pay for it but it's only 99 bucks and you got like a crazy amount of tracks that you'll never use you got all of the effects you need you have a drum um sampler called groove agent and you got the halion uh, instrument and you can import 64-bit VSTs. Notice I said 64-bit. With the new versions, you cannot import, or or rather, you cannot use 32-bit VST plugins. Now that's kind of a bummer because if you have instruments, if you have VST instruments, but but they are only supported in 32-bit, you kind of screwed. You got to use those in Fruity Loops. But anyway, hey, you can't win them all. But this software is pretty much a do-all. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometimes you can have that recording software 
or you can have anything where it tries to do so much that it doesn't do anything well well Cubase uh, 10.5 Cubase Elements 10.5 it does a lot well I can only imagine what the full fledged $400 software can do for you you know I'll have to look that up sometime but the Cubase Elements is tremendous in fact I'm recording this podcast on the software let's look up some of the future features of this Cubase okay so well let's do the comparison so you got Cubase LE Cubase Elements 10.5 Cubase IA 10.5 so Cubase Elements 10.5 which is the 99 dollar version it, it it has a 64-bit audio engine your resolution can go all the way up to 192 kilohertz 64 mini tracks 48 audio tracks which is way more than I'll ever use you got 24 instrument tracks 3 VST instruments over a thousand sounds 46 plugins physical inputs and outputs 24 which I'll never never use you got 8 inserts group channels 16 whoop de whoop whoop you got a whole bunch of stuff now let's compare this with the pro version which is like hundreds of dollars more it's still 64 bit 192 kilohertz for the sampling rate unlimited mini tracks unlimited audio unlimited instruments it comes with eight vst instruments over three thousand sounds 76 effects plugins 18 mini plugins 256 inputs and outputs man rack instruments 64 you got a lot going on but how much is it 587 dollars that is a lot of money folks versus the elements which is pretty much more than what anybody would ever use is 99 dollars that's tremendous that's just tremendous now you got now personas personas studio one for prime how long have i been using this particular software so in it looks like in 2014 i downloaded studio one two and in when did I download that studio one three uh, where did it go oh man I just see date registered uh, group products by tie 
Well, I thought I just had it, but my orders. Okay, um, Studio One Three, 2015, and Studio One Four Prime, March of 2019. So I've been messing with them for about 2014, on and off. Now. I keep moving away from it because I don't really like it all of that much because it's so limited but you gotta keep telling yourself this is free it's free so you can do a lot with this all it takes is a little bit of talent patience and get to know it besides it's free so why spend $99 when you can go get some free software and make it work just the same but you know like I said I now let's compare technical specs I wish I could find a com do a comparison let's see here studio Word. there's really no comparison so you got studio one for prime that's free then the Studio One for Artist is $99.99. So let's look at that one because it is the equivalent to what I am using now in Cubase. Technical, technical specs, whoop whoop, product details. You got Whale for 99 bucks. You got unlimited audio and instrument tracks. So that's a win-win. Up to 384 kilohertz as far as the sampling rate one two looks like two new two instrument tracks one two three four 31 native plugins five virtual instruments hmm single and multi track comping so really for this for the same amount you get a lot more so if you like that interface better than Cubase, that might be the one for you. But as I said, I didn't really cut for it. But looking, I mean, looking at the screen, I mean, it looks good. I mean, maybe the paid version is better. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going to stick with Cubase. Cubase. And then check this out. I found this software called let me bring that up it is called ohm ohm software so ohm force studio oh i shouldn't have i shouldn't have did that go mess up my podcast but anyway this software is free too and it's kind of like pro tools first in the sense that you can do online collaboration but it is limited i just found it came across it on a blog only reason why I'm mentioning it is because of the collaboration. It's almost like a social network type thing. So you can just upload load a song, well, write a song, make it public, and people can add to that song. So I think that's pretty neat. You know, not something that I can really see myself constantly doing, but it's pretty neat. It's pretty neat anyway. But anyway those are pretty much my top go-to software that I use I like Pro Tools for recording audio 
and I'm the most familiar familiar with it because I've been using it way back since the early early 2000s 2005 somewhere in there probably earlier than that I don't know so I'm most familiar with it so if I was recording somebody I would probably go to that first but my go-to software if all this fails will is Cubase elements 10.5 in fact I took that back I will go to Cubase first just because it's got more features and I'm not limited to those three songs but anyway this your boy J to the R making music with J to the R podcast go ahead and put this subscribe to the podcast I plan on recording this episode every week and so far I've been consistent with it and my goal is to continue it at least until the end of the year so I need y'all to stay with me so let's see how far we can take this podcast send me an email I can be reached at jtudar12 at gmail.com if there's something specific you want me to talk about or research or whatever if you want some old some old uh recording beat making type podcast let me know that too whatever i'll do it signing off this your boy jake to the r peace